Well, hello and welcome to episode 298 of the Plain Talking UK podcast. I nearly said three We're not then. far away. Oh, I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, welcome, you everyone. That. It's uh, safe to say that uh, we're on our own again tonight, Matt. I know. I know. How weird is I that? I know. Absolutely. So welcome, everyone, to episode 298 of the show. It's the 13th of December, and it's safe to say that Friday the 13th is definitely living up to its... <laughs> Name. Um, yeah, you've had a bit of a mare of a day, I think. Yeah, to, to, to yeah. be fair, I, I, I was it's not been the best day. Is late it? getting yeah. here, and uh, <laughs> yeah. my, my and, poor uh, boss I, Stuart has not had a great day. No, so, Stuart, if you're watching, yeah. hello. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little overdressed as well because I've only just finished work too. So it's a it's a bit sort of like throw it all together at the last end. Uh, but uh, you know, hopefully, we'll still be able to pull off an okay show. Ah, oh, we will try our best. <laughs> so, welcome everyone who's joined us in the YouTube chat room this evening. Uh, all Why the have usual you put sausages near me because I want you to eat them because I'm tired <laughs> of eating them. Honestly, okay. that this was full before yeah. we started the, the live two. show. Don't start; it's not my. And fault. Matt's now going to eat the rest of them. <laughs> okay? um, right. So we have got in I the have chat room yeah. uh, Auntie Liz, Owen, uh, Tanya, W, Richard Adams, Masha. Hello I'm to so you, Masha. I'm so excited because Tanya's coming. To Stephen, Tanya is. Yeah, Stephen right. H uh, is also in the chat. Richard Adams, uh, Neville Bounds. Uh, who? who? Never, heard Never heard of him. Evan Shu, Tony S. Hello to you, Tony. Um, I haven't missed anyone. Else. I wonder how how many sheets to the wind Mr. Mr. Bounds currently is. Oh, I dread to think. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Nev can't be with us this week because he's currently um, uh, emptying uh, various vodka and whiskey bottles at a party. Oh. Um, <laughs> Armando can't be with us. He has he now Armando has a very good reason that he can't be with us tonight because he is currently doing lots and lots of training for his new job flying so uh hope you're are uh, well armando it's an adequate excuse he's in the classroom apparently he did message me and matt earlier this week uh, and today just to say that he was um getting rather snowed under with uh, various classroom type activities to do with flying so you can't imagine him ever getting like Flustered alone. No, no he knows it all. I don't yeah. know why he bothers. To, why he's got to learn I it? I mean, he knows really, it. all they all it needs is for him to walk into uh, into it and say, "Hello, I'm Armando from Plain Talking UK," and, and they'll give his license. Have yeah. your have yeah. your type rating. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So we've got uh, we've got quite a bit to get through in the show. That's this how week. it works, though, right? Yeah, I presume so. We've got uh, all the usual news this week. We've also got uh, another little mini segment this week from uh, um, Dubai Air Show, where um, me and Nev are on top of the control tower at DWC, uh, where the air show is held. So we. Oh, by the way, I know we mentioned uh, last week uh, mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, the uh, um, John Hutchinson interview was all in the can and ready to go. Uh, exciting news! The very first episode of that is going to be released. I think was it? Uh, I think we're going to release the first one on New Year's on the New Year's show. So make sure you watch out for that. That's going to be our very first John Hutchinson uh, segment. And that seriously, guys, having watched it during the week uh, or last week, sorry, it is absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to share it with you. I really can't. Yeah, so uh, a big thanks uh, to uh, Captain Al. He's just messaged me to say that he can't join us tonight. Uh, okay. <laughs> thanks, <Right>. Al. <laughs> but uh, we'll, me and Matt will try and muddle on. We'll to, soldier uh, on, won't we'll we? We'll soldier on together, yeah. yeah. So um, we have got, as I said, we've got the loads of news to get through. I've also got uh, some information on the uh, uh, Christmas competition, uh, including the prizes that we've got for that, which I'm just sending the pictures to Matt so he can put them up on the screen later, hopefully. How Fingers do you crossed. propose I do that? 
probably be a hard yeah um but i can say i have got the right. uh i've got the, the star Leave prize with me. uh with me here in the studio well, one, here half, in front of me. one half one half of the, of the star, star prize, prize i have one half nev has the other, the other half, yeah. uh plus we've got two of the other prizes here just sitting right in front of me here and we'll show you those a bit later on in the show so if you have uh, already uh, entered our Christmas competition. Well, um, good luck to you. And if you haven't, the details can be found on our Facebook page. And I will also be reading the questions out as well on the show later on this evening for you to uh, to enter. So it's one of those questions. A lot of those questions are real uh, head scratchers. You know, get you to think about what exactly is. No point uh, asking the me then. Don't ask for me for advice. I but we have already had some. Um, some we have. We've had some applicants already, for the Christmas competition. We will be uh, releasing uh, the. Winners um, on our 300th show. So we're going to be announcing those winners on the 300th show in January uh, at the Renaissance Hotel on the 11th. So uh, on that note as well, if you haven't already yes, seen or we, heard... we Seriously, guys, so many know. spaces have gone. It's here. So if you, there do we go. Want, if you do want to come, you do need to get in touch as soon as you can because they are literally flying out the door. Seriously. It's it's uh, I'm so delighted at how much yeah. interest there has been in it. So yeah, if you're able, you know, if if you want to come, please do. Um, please do literally. Yeah. Um, it would be great get to see you ASAP, there. Yeah. As Matt said, we have had quite a few email. I think we're around about 25 well, at the moment. We're in the, we're in the 30s or 30, now. 30, or 30s yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, so if you do want to come and yeah. join us on our 300 we show. We are over halfway. On the 11th yeah. of January, please, please do send us an email. Podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. And let us know you want to come. We've got, we've got people flying in, mm. uh, literally Tanya. flying in from, uh, from the US. Yeah. And Armando's flying in as well oh, to join us. It's so good to see. I've missed um, Armando. Oh, wow. I have missed him. I, I I feel bad because we didn't take advantage of the fact that he was just up the road, did we? Really, we we didn't do very well there, really. <laughs> um, who else? It's got we got loads of the guest list has still been put together, but um, there it is. I, getting I can quite bring busy. it up later in the show yeah, if okay. you like. All right. Um, but my dad is going to be there. Actually, my dad's right. going to come. Okay. He, um, oh, for those of you, so it, so if anybody wants to know who to blame for all this, <laughs> then what we can do. Yeah, is for those of you who did, uh, who came to the yeah. two hundred show at the Sim oh, Centre, did, would have met yes, my father. Yeah. He is. Uh, He'll be at the 300th as well. And also, my boss, Stuart, is also oh, going to come to the uh, Everyone's 300. going to be on their best behaviour. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to yeah. meet, meet my boss. Yes, yes, yes. The, yes. <laughs> the, the man who finally stopped him from being miserable. Yes, I know, I know. He, he's, he's good. He's brilliant. But uh, uh, anyway, I suppose um, we should really do some sort of aviation-based podcast. Mate. Yeah, why not? Go so, nuts. I know. <laughs> so we are going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our down of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So, if you're, you're ready, speaking Matt, very slowly. I'm trying to give you time to load. Oh, he's already loaded up. Okay. <laughs> so, if you're ready, Matt, oh, I've been ready like four. If minutes. you're ready, Armando. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ready, Nev. Yeah. Let's go. So, kicking off this week's first news story on the GulfNews.com website. And uh, this is good news for you if you uh, fly Wizz Air and you want to go somewhere completely 
completely different. Uh, this is one of those airports that I've been lucky enough to fly through or been into it and transit through in my years. And uh, the headline, new low-cost airline, Wiz Air, Abu Dhabi launched. So they're on launching routes, uh, Wiz Air are, to uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, Abu Dhabi, an agreement launched uh, with Wizz Air, uh, was announced on Thursday after a deal was reached between the Abu Dhabi Development Holding Company, ADDH, and Wizz Air Holdings, uh, Central and Eastern Europe's largest low-cost com airline company. Uh, the new airline, which will be based out of Abu Dhabi, is expected to start operations with a fleet of A321neo uh, aircraft in the second half of 2020, with planned market routes set to cover all of Europe, uh, the Middle East, Africa and the Indian subcontinent, with a total potential reach of 5 billion passengers. As Abu Dhabi International Airport continues its growth, a major gateway to the UAE and the wider region, we welcome contributors, airlines and such to this new airline and the impact this partnership will make uh, to our continent airline uh, economic process. Joseph Varadi, the Chief Executive Vice Officer of Wizz Air Holdings, said the company was looking forward to expanding its market uh, and customer reach with its new partnership with Abu Dhabi. He said here that uh, we've, he's very proud that the first airline to be established outside of Europe is in Abu Dhabi, uh, the capital of the UAE, and the market uh, knowledge with the total market support and navigation of a new market for Wiz is invaluable and will boost the successful development of this low-cost airline. This is a new path of growth for Wiz Air, built on our successful ultra-low-cost business model, uh, bringing affordable travel to even more customers, he added. Uh, Mohammed Hassan Al-Swadi, Chief Executive Officer at uh, Abu Dhabi, said the air, new airline was part of Abu Dhabi's strategy to boost its market share within the low-cost carrier industry. As a trusted government partner with a clear mandate to boost key sectors of Abu Dhabi non-oil economy, we are proud to partner with Wizz Air, an airline with a strong market presence and a brand recognition key, yeah, definitely with purple, uh, European source markets. So it's safe to say... Uh, UAE um, is, a, is a busy market, there's no doubt about that, and Abu Dhabi is uh, a very busy airport if you do fly through there. Um, would I want to fly from Europe to Abu Dhabi on a 321 single-aisle aircraft? I suppose, yeah, it's the flight time I suppect oh, would be around about... if it involves any kind of being in the air, you really won't care It's a bit different it's to flying on a wide body to flying on a... Net. It's a bit like you flying on to, to America on the 75. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, it, but it's good news anyway. For uh, at least it gives people the option to uh, to be able to travel to the Middle East uh, for a lot less money than right. probably it would cost normally to normally fly with the cost, big main yeah. carriers. No, fair point. So, yeah. next, uh, moving on to next story, which is on Matt's favourite uh, news publication website. Yeah, they don't do the page three anymore. It's always a disappointment. Yeah. Anyway, the sun.co.uk and uh, the headline is Rye Unfair. Ryanair rejects almost 100% of compensation claims. But here's how you can improve your chances. Ooh. In certain circumstances, air passengers are able to claim compensation for delayed and cancelled flights under EU law. But Ryanair has been accused of rejecting almost 100% of valid compensation claims submitted by its customers. Under EU law, if your flight is cancelled you have the legal right to either get a full refund within seven days or a replacement flight uh, to your destination. This applies for whatever reason your flight was cancelled or how long before you were told it would no longer be flying. If your flight is delayed by three hours or more and you were flying to or from a European airport 
or with an EU-based airline such as Ryanair or British Airways, then you can claim compensation up to €250, Euros, that's £229, for short-haul flights, and €400, Euros, that's £367, for mid-haul flights, and €600, Euros, uh, £530 for long-haul flights. But the airline might not pay out if, uh, if it's out of their control, for example, due to weather or strikes. AirHelp, a company that helps passengers claim compensation from airlines for a fee, uh, looked at hundreds of thousands of its own claims between the 1st of January and the 31st of uh, October this year. It claims that Ryanair had wrongfully rejected 98.4% of these claims after the first assessment, but Ryanair isn't accused alone. EasyJet rejected 87.3% of claims. Virgin rejected 73.7% of claims and British Airways rejected 66.6% of claims according to Air Help. A spokesperson for EasyJet told the Sun Online Travel uh, that we do not recognise and absolutely refute Air Help statistics and always pay compensation when it is due. Uh, we take our responsibilities under regulation EC number 261-2004 extremely seriously and encourage passengers to claim directly so those eligible receive 100% of their compensation. We want to make it as easy as possible for our passengers to claim directly from us using a simple online web form so that they get their full compensation rather than losing significant amounts uh, to organisations such as AirHelp. So what can you do if uh, you want to improve your chances of a claim and even escalate your case to court? So Palo uh, Paloma Salmeron, who was an air passenger rights expert at AirHelp, explained uh, the claims process may seem relatively easy, but in practice it is letting a significant number of passengers down, and our research shows legitimate claims are being rejected. Passengers who have had their compensation claim wrongfully rejected by an airline can take legal action to appeal against the airline's decision. However, getting uh, embroiled in a legal battle can quickly become costly to passengers and it can be an extremely onerous and time-consuming process. When faced with such uh, a David versus Goliath battle, uh, no wonder many people give up completely or seek legal assistance from specialist companies who can support their claim. Almost 60%, that's 15 uh, 59 but what? Almost 60% and then in brackets 59% of, <laughs> why not just say 59%, uh, of European people actually give up after their rejection from the airline. Paloma advises that in the first instance you should ask why the flight was delayed. Uh, she said uh, be persistent, persistent with your questioning to uh, the airline if the circumstances that caused the delay or cancellation are the responsibility of the airline technical problems are a common cause for example you will be entitled to compensation uh, providing you arrived at your destination uh, over three hours after you were expected to land the uh, you should also uh, get proof of the delay including taking photos of the departure board or communication from the airline to confirm the delay essentially the more evidence you have the more chances you have of getting your claim accepted this is where knowing your rights help it will help if you gather all the right evidence and finally um, make sure you read everything properly before you sign anything to make sure that your right to claim compensation isn't affected last year the civil aviation authority sued Ryanair after it refused to compensate strike hit passengers uh, one man customer one man customer <laughs> well man one, customer one man customer claimed that his compensation check from the airline actually bounced <laughs> wow and early this year the airline was accused of wriggling out of paying compensation to passengers for delayed and cancelled 
flights. Uh, Sun Online Travel has contacted Ryanair for comment but has not received a response as yet. Now, I know a few people who have actually um, in the past app- you know, sent applied for a um, claim on, on travel. Both of them were, or the two, <laughs> the two that I know of were only short-haul flights that the, mm. the, uh, they had to claim on through insurance. But I do know one thing that both of them said the same was the fact that it took ages yeah, for the claim to go through and even longer for the money to appear in their bank. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, the whole process of claiming it is a bit of an arduous one. I think for a lot of people, or some people, can, probably just can't be bothered. You, you can understand why, you know, you, people mm. will put their initial claim in because they feel like, you know, obviously they, they know their rights enough to know that, you know, they need to, you know, they're entitled to it. But um, That I, is quite a high number, though. Reject, Ryanair rejecting 98.4% of I claims. Mean, I mean, I think it's worth <laughs> saying also that, that, that uh, although we haven't had, a, there hasn't been a statement from Ryanair that EasyJet do basically vigorously deny um, mm. the accuracy of those figures. So I suppose, don't really know really, do we? No. So um, moving on to the next story. And uh, this uh, story is on the scmp.com news what site. Now? I don't know. Okay. And uh, this uh, is something a bit techy, so Matt will like this Ooh. one. This is um, Hong Kong's flagship airline, Cathay Pacific, unveils energy-efficient digital flight and weather app, replacing <laughs> paper manuals. Right, good luck Ooh. with that. So Cathay Pacific has unveiled its new digital flight and weather application to enable its pilots to go paperless in the cockpit. Each of the airline's 525 daily flights used to carry up to 70 kilos or 154 pounds of manuals and paperwork per trip. Uh, the company estimates the uh, elimination of paper will save 1 million litres uh, of fuel a year while also reducing carbon emissions. The interactive platform, called the Cathay Pacific Flight Folder, will hand pilots a digital version of a pre-flight briefing notes and material and tools to monitor flight progress, navigation, fuel logs, weather data and a host of other relevant things, making it easy for them to make decisions before and during a flight. The platform also includes a digital weather system called My Flight WX, uh, created by Hong Kong Observatory. Uh, Many major airlines, including BA and Lufthansa, have already scrapped paper manuals for cockpits, and uh, Hong Kong Airlines is also trialling paperless cockpits. Greg Hughes, Chief Operations and Service Delivery Officer of Cathay Pacific, said the new app would enable its crews to undertake challenging roles digitally and more efficiently. Uh, He said the new app was part of the company's wider digital transformation efficiency effort and aimed at cost-saving. All of the 73-year-old uh, group passengers and cargo airlines have started using the paperless systems, except the newly acquired uh, Hong Kong Express, which uh, transit... You're right there, Matt. You having trouble with the, um, the phone there? Oh, no, it's my laptop. Uh, uh, airlines across the globe are under pressure to do more for the environment in the wake of fly scam or flight shaming uh, started 16 by 16-year-old Swedish activist Greta Thunberg, a movement that has won broad appeal around the, around the world. Cathay now flies one of the most fuel-efficient and long-haul passenger aircraft fleets, including 36 A350s out of a total of more than 230 aircraft. 
Uh, James Toy, the Line Operations manager, uh, manager and Flight Operations uh, Manager at Cathay Pacific, said the app made it easy for pilots to search for in information uh, rather than flicking through 200 pages. He said the elimination of all manuals in the cockpit would translate into a significant weight saving. I expect it would. Pilots will also make better in-flight decisions of where to make a, a shorter routes or take shorter routes, uh, avoiding weather. And director of the Hong Kong Observatory, uh, Shun Chi Ming, hailed Cathay's four-year effort to disguise or digitize uh, pilots' weather information, describing it as an excellent example of science, innovation, and collaboration. Cathay Pacific has also made efforts to report and analyze in-flight turbulence. Uh, it's about 17 uh, on about 70 of its triple uh, seven aircraft. Um, they get to send turbulence data to the observatory for analysis, helping pilots to better be aware of bumpier flights ahead. Paperless cockpits, you know, we, we've talked about this quite a lot on the show, and it, it obviously makes sense because it saves a hell of a lot of weight um, being carried not only by the pilot but the aircraft itself. But, you know, I, part of me kind of thinks, you know, if these tablets, and I'm guessing they use a very, I mean, some of them use, I know they use iOS uh, Apple, you know, iPads, but some airlines do use Android-based tablets as well. <laughs> really? But even so, Which both airlines? of them... Which airlines? Both of them have their... I mean, you know, the iPad's not fallible, and neither are Android pads, and if these were to go tech, you know, a bit of paper with some bits and pieces written on would come in handy. Do you not think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't... I Could mean, you go completely and utterly 100% paperless? But each pilot would have said iPad... Yeah. yeah so if one, if one goes tech, the chances of two going tech hmm. are very, very unlikely, hmm. to be fair, whether it be Android or, or um, you know, um, Android or, or iOS, is, you know, the chances. But the turbulence data to... thing's quite good. It'd be handy for um, this observatory, obviously, here to an mm. analyse data to find out about where, possibly mm. where the worst areas are for yeah. turbulence and stuff. So Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. On to the next story. This is oh, it's on, a Boeing one. Yeah, this is on the business inside. There's a slightly. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel <laughs> a bit funny about this story. This is um, a good story for you, Matt. Like yeah. This. Anyway, Boeing removed a feature that protects its seven eight seven planes during lightning strikes as a cost cutting measure, even after FAA experts objected. Um, so uh, Boeing removed a feature that protects its 787 planes during lightning strikes as a cost-cutting measure even after technical experts from the Federal Aviation Administration ob uh, experts objected according to a new report from the Seattle Times. Uh, the House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure will today grill FAA Administrator Steve Dixon about why the FAA's managers ultimately approved the change, which involved removing copper foil from part of the 787 Dreamliner's wings. Uh, Chairman Peter DeFasso, uh, who is a representative uh, for Oregon, said in a letter to the FAA in November that the committee had received information and documents suggesting Boeing implemented a design change on its 787 Dreamliner lightning protection features to which multiple FAA specialists ultimately rejected. This is... Yeah. Um, he said that uh, the removal of the copper foil could increase the number of ignition sources 
in the fuel tanks in the event of lightning strikes. The Seattle Times reported that Boeing designed the Dreamliner, which first started flying in 2009, with both an insulating cap and the copper foil on the wings to protect the plane during lightning strikes. But Boeing quietly stopped adding the insulating caps five years ago and stopped adding the copper foil in March of this year, the Times reported. The FAA first rejected Boeing's proposals to remove the foil in February, according to the Seattle Times. It then ruled that Boeing had not shown that the fuel tank igniting um, the fuel tank igniting when it was hit by lightning was extremely improbable. Uh, but the the Times reported that around 40 sets of the plane's wings had already been built without the foil at that stage. Uh, DeFasso, who said in his November letter, if accurate, this is an astonishing fact that suggests either willful neglect of the Federal Aviation Regulatory Structure or an oversight system uh, in need of desperate repair. He also noted lightning strikes on aircraft are fairly routine uh, in occurrence. Uh, Boeing appealed the FAA's decision, which it then reversed one week later, allowing the planes to fly with the changes, the Times reported. Thomas Thorson, a senior FAA uh, safety engineer, formally objected to the FAA's reversal, the Times reported. I do not agree that delivery schedules should influence our safety decisions and areas of safety critical findings, nor is this consistent with our safety principles, he wrote. Boeing said in a statement to the Seattle Times that the 787 had several other layers of protection from lightning strikes and that each design change was properly considered and addressed by Boeing thoroughly reviewed with and approved by the FAA. Now the thing that makes me so, no, I mean there's more to this story which I won't go on about, mm. but the thing that makes me so nervous about this is you think that the last thing that Boeing would surely want to be doing, given the whole <laughs> MAX debacle that is still ongoing and probably will be ongoing for you a few know, more episodes. You know, a few more episodes mm. at least. You'd have thought the last thing they'd be, be worrying about is skimping on a few, you know, lightning protection. Lightning protector things. I know. You know, I mean, I know these things cost money, but you there's know. there's actually there's a really good video on YouTube uh, that I watched um, mm. quite a few years ago now, mm. and it uh, it was a video all about how um, aircraft or airline aircraft manufacturers um, protect their air airliners from lightning strikes, and and obviously what air airliners. Um, happen when they're struck because they are struck by lightning quite a lot it's one yeah. of those things that happens a lot there's i mean if you go on youtube there's various videos of aircraft being struck by lightning and uh, they just carry on flying you know it's just another kind of um thing but um i know there's quite a few pilots that uh, we know that uh, have, uh, have flown through storms and been struck by lightning and uh, they're still here yes exactly but mm. the, the, you know uh, i i mean I, I i'm i'm sure they're right in the fact that they're saying that these these systems are you know they're not you know there are other systems in place now to to deal with them um but so uh, moving on to the next story and this one is on the simple flying uh website and uh, this is a special story uh, just for nev because uh, nev is uh, obviously not with us this week so uh, for you, Nev, special story. And uh, British Airways, uh, jumbos in decline. Uh, what will replace it? Boeing uh, 747s. Now, me and Nev flew back from Dubai on one of their 747s a few weeks back. And uh, 
very nice flight. I, I did enjoy it very much indeed on the uh, Queen of the Skies. But the story goes that uh, around the world, Boeing 747 aircraft are being retired left, right and centre. Uh, the reason behind the retirements is largely due to increasing efficiency of twin-engined aircraft as the world's Boeing 747 uh, fleet uh, begins to age. However, that will British Airways... Uh, uh, will replace or what will they replace their 747 fleet? British Airways currently has 32 Boeing 747s remaining in its fleet. Uh, most recently, Golf uh, Charlie India Victor Golf was retired in November with its final flight just four miles long, as we covered that a few weeks back. However, the airline is faced with replacing these aircraft, and it looks as though the fleet replacement hasn't, or uh, well, the actual replacement itself hasn't flown yet. When British Airways ordered up to 42 777-9s in February, Willie Walsh said it's the ideal replacement for the 747. In some ways, British Airways has become synonymous with the 747 in much the same way as Concorde. The British flag carrier has operated the Boeing 747 for decades. In fact, earlier this year, the airline repainted uh, its 747s with old retro liveries to celebrate the carrier's 100th anniversary. This included the BOAC livery, first worn on the 747-100, uh, and the Negus, liv or Negus livery, uh, additionally, and also the Landor livery as well, which we all know, one of my favourites and Nev's favourite as well, I know, which has previously been worn by the aircraft and it was painted on and included, uh, and it's still flying actually, they're, they're still flying the, um, the retro designs today. So the uh, 747 retirement, British Airways is currently in the process of retiring its fleet of 747s. As a result, the looming retirement, British Airways will not be retrofitting its new club suite cabin into its fleet of 747 aircraft. According to IG, the Capital Market Day presentation looks as though the new Boeing 777-300 aircraft are currently replacing the 747 fleet. Indeed, the first 747 was retired in 2013. However, British Airways is also set to start retiring its older 777s in 2020, with the last new Boeing 777-300 also set to be delivered next year. BA is still due to receive many new wide-body aircraft past 2020. This includes the Boeing 787 and Airbus A350, in addition to an order for the Boeing 777X. Uh, at the time of going, uh, time placing the 777-9 order with Boeing, IAG chief Willie Walsh told the new um, guys at Boeing that the 777-9 is the ideal replacement, as he said, for the 747. And uh, they're hoping to obviously roll out these aircraft, uh, the 777X, as soon as they uh, get there kind of tick in the box from well, the yeah, absolutely. people. So. Yeah, well, now, people who are watching the live uh, stream will no doubt know that, because uh, I'd sort of failed to switch cameras, that something was going on here in the studio, or rather, Matt was busy. Or, or rather panicky. Uh, and uh, the reason why is because, I believe only briefly, but we have been joined He's by, back. A, by a certain um, flying Woo! legend. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi, uh how are you guys doing? I'm sorry I'm missing the show this week. Honestly, You're right. I would, Look at him with his I nice, would, uh, nice fancy check. I still can't get over the fact I, I and I because you weren't live last week, obviously because you were on tape last week, and we weren't able to discuss the beard, by the way. <laughs> yeah. We need yeah, to talk. That was a sad day. We, we need to talk about the beard. We need to talk about a beard. All jokes aside, is this obviously for image purposes? Is that is is that's what you know what the airline expects essentially? Yeah, so here in the U.S., we're still not allowed to wear beards or to sport beards, even at a Part 135 or a one, uh, 121 carrier. So that was a sad, sad day when I had to shave my beard to show oh. up to training. 
you should have kept it, and then you can glue it back on later. Kept it. Get the time. I know, right? He could grow a real one. It's fine. It's not like the not like like the rest of us, where he could actually, you know, like if I grow a beard, oh. it ends up either white or all patchy. You know, that's the that's the advantage. Well, but, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things when people leave the mar- the military, it's it's uh, almost a rite of passage where you have to see how how big of a beard you yes, can grow absolutely. in this first couple months. And, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, rebelling, against the, getting... rebelling against the system rebelling against the system yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely so dare we ask uh, whereabouts you are broadcasting from this evening armando no there's no more secrets so i am at signature aviation in denver colorado so i'm at the denver international airport and if you can see behind me i am uh, quite literally at the front door to the fbo so there's two 737s and 757s outside and you'll see some some airline pilots and some passengers walking by. Our training facility is right here, shared with uh, United Airlines. So. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. So, so come on then, I have to ask the question, how, how is school going? It is interesting to be back in school. Uh, <laughs> now, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. You know, one, one thing that I guess I wasn't really expecting was the variety of, of experience pilots pilot experience in, in this class. So it's, it's a pretty big class. It's 22 individuals, um, both first officers and captains. We're all training together. And we've got a, uh, a retired American Airlines pilot, so a 30-year pilot. We've got a retired United pilot, you know, and they have hit their retirement age, but they can still fly for a Part 135 carrier. So so those guys, you know, are, are just a wealth of knowledge. But then at, on the other end of the spectrum, we've got an 18-year-old in our class oh wow that is a, yeah and he'll be a first officer uh, on our aircraft so it, it's it makes for some interesting conversations and you know the instructors are really good about recognizing that that experience in the in the class oh wow so the the training you obviously doing you're doing Armando um when you finish the training and you get your, your the tick in the box are you going to be sitting left or right seat so I'll start out in the right seat of the airplane, but that probably won't be very long. So just a few months, and then I'll, I'll transition up to the left seat. Um, and, you know, we'll probably do a little segment on this experience for anybody that's that's uh, to that point in their career where they're looking at their first airline job or a first sort of carrier, because a Part 135 carrier is usually a stepping stone to the majors, or it can be a stepping stone. So... It's a little bit more relaxed than the Part 121, you know, big airlines, something like that. But it's still the same concept where we've spent four days just talking about aircraft systems. And then we're going to spend probably a couple of days talking about operations manuals and st- flight standards manuals and offspecs and all these things. And then thankfully for, for our uh, company, we are getting the holidays off. So oh, I'll wow. have a pretty good, yeah, I'll have a pretty good break. Uh, between the the ground school and the time where I have to come back to uh, do the the sim and the flight training, so. hence being able to join us for our three hundredth, of course, which is very <laughs> very exciting. But, and, and I know That's... that, as I say, we've got uh, we've got. A, I mean, I know you've been a bit out of the loop, obviously, because you, you've been, you've been busy, mate. But uh, I say that the guest list is already half full already. I can't believe how quickly uh, the spaces are filling and... up, and I have no doubt that a lot of them are very just excited there to, to see you. Me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're we're well, just it's adults. Yeah, <laughs> it's mutual because that's the best part of any of our meetups, whether, yeah, whether it's absolutely. Farnborough or Oshkosh or anything, is actually putting a, a face, to, face the name to the name and, and yeah. you meet some 
some people and, and, and the weirdest thing in this community is you feel like you've known them for, for years and you say, Oh, you know, Hey, you're so-and-so and, and, uh, you have absolutely no qualms about bringing them into your, you know, they know your life, you know, their life. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's just like a couple of friends getting together. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting up to England and it, it did feel a little weird to tell my, my pilot onboarding team, like, Hey, you know, I'm new here and I don't want to throw a kink in your plans or anything like that. But I, I just happened to have a trip booked to London right in the middle of January. <laughs> so, a little podcast. If you wouldn't mind. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 they, they were very accommodating, I guess. Well, so far, uh, so far she said, well, actually that helps us out with our scheduling. So I probably will not start my flight training until after the 300th show. Oh, well, that's wow. cool. So, okay. So just one last question before we move on, Armando. Right now, it's it's one. It's a question that I know it will be on a few people's. But just Matt's is destroying the studio, by the way. Um, obviously, the aerial just fell off. So hopefully we're still on there. Uh, while Matt rep repairs the aerial, we'll carry on. One moment, um, caller. So Armando, we obviously everyone knows that you know a hell of a lot of stuff. You know, you know your stuff. You know your, your you know, you know your wings from your, your tail and stuff like that. And you are very knowledgeable and you've been in this business for such a long time. Not just right, the military. Careful. He's got to get also, his head out of the room but again. Also, you realize that, don't you? <laughs> not just military, but also GA. But the question is, are you still learning? Are you learning new stuff with this, uh, this whole training thing? 100%. And I think any, any pilot, whether a professional pilot or a GA pilot, will tell you that if, you, if you're not learning anything every single day that you're either in training or flying, then you need to question yourself because um, every day there's, there's no manual and no instructor that could possibly teach you every situation that you're going to encounter out there. So... Um, you know, it, it's uh, humility goes a long way in aviation because there there tends to be a lot of Type A personalities and, and pilots and aircrew love to talk about themselves and about their experiences, which is great because I love listening about them. But sometimes there's there's the best thing to do is just be humble, be quiet, and listen, and just learn and take it all because uh, you will you will learn something new and every hour here you know I'm learning something new about it. And plus, it's it's like buying a new car when you're always so excited to get it home, right, Matt? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I I can empathise right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're me, you have quite a bit of a cry in the car on the way home. But we won't talk yeah. about that. We'll move on. Uh, so do you want to do you want to getting into a new airplane is no different. The, you know, you're learning the systems, and the first time you get to fly a new airplane is is just uh, just as exciting. Oh. <laughs> oh mate well thank you so very much for sort of are, are you, are you sticking with us Armando are you, uh, have you got to get away no I'm on the lunch break so I was just checking in saying you, hi to yeah. everybody in the do you, chat do you want to take the next story then do you, do you want to take the next uh, story let, let him go away and have his lunch Ign fine. ignore him Armando thank you very very much for taking time out of your lunch break look at him he's, he's to come and say like, no leave him alone <laughs> you horrible man thank you very much for joining us mate uh, whatever you're having for lunch I hope it's very tasty and huge and uh, yeah we'll uh, we'll catch up with you hopefully uh, very soon are, are, you, are you able to join us for what we're doing later on in the week uh, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. In flux, so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch up with you soon, mate. Safe flying or safe ground okay. schooling, and uh, we'll be in touch soon. <laughs> Take care, mate. Bye. 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 B
Oh, I'm there so, I'm so chuffed yeah, he's coming over to the UK yeah, for the three hundred. Very good of him to join. Very good of him to join us for a few minutes. Yes, I know. He, poor man. He it's needs good. to go and have his lunch. You. Oh, I know. I know. I just. I just miss him. I miss <laughs> I him. I miss I him. And I, I miss. And I miss Nev I as well. I know. Actually, it's my, like my, my Nev has disappeared. Well, I, I'm going to go. Well, he's, he's busy, isn't he? And, oh, I, and I'm. Uh, uh, I'm going to go and see him on Thursday. But you, you and I need to talk about that uh, uh, in a little while, when the show's finished, because I'm going to go and see Nev on Thursday. Okay, right. <laughs> You're nothing like you already know. <laughs> so uh, this uh, next story that would is, be me, um, wouldn't it? Yes, is on the points. Yes, it is, and that would be my go. Dot com. It? it is. And uh, while well, Matt eats the last, no, no. last. <laughs> Get out Sausage of it. Yeah. out of the Anyway, uh, this is The Points Guy, and the website is Air Canada's first Airbus A220 completes maiden flight, which is great news. Um, uh, this po- um, the, So Air Canada's first Airbus A220 took to the skies over Quebec on Wednesday in preparation for the Jets Canadian production in January. Uh, the plane maker flew the A220-300 on a test flight uh, ahead of of delivery to Air Canada's Montreal uh, Mirabel Airport. Uh, Airbus said Wednesday the airline has 45 of the jets on order. Air Canada expects delivery of its first A220 by year's end, with plans to begin passenger flights next month. Uh, the airline will become the second North American operator uh, of the jet um, after Delta Airlines, which debuted the Debuted the time. Debuted the time last February. The A220 is scheduled to enter service with Air Canada between Montreal. Is it Trudeau? I don't know. Ask Auntie Liz. Yes. Okay. Auntie Liz will no doubt correct us. I'm sure. And Calgary on the 16th of January, according to Sirium schedules. Service will expand on existing routes, including to New York, LaGuardia, and in March through May, when the jet will open new non-stop flights between Montreal and Seattle, and Toronto, Pearson, and San San Jose, in then in in California. So United Airlines fly can enjoy the A220 via the carrier's partnership with Air Canada. Uh, the flights between Montreal and New York operate under their co-chair as will service to Denver that begins in May. Uh, Air Canada is outfitting its A220-300 with 137 seats including 12 business and 125 economy. Uh, each seat will have personal in-flight entertainment Ooh. and the aircraft will be outfitted with satellite Wi-Fi. Um, I know. Uh, the airline plans to add 17 more A220s to its fleet in 2020 for a total of... Uh, 18 by year end its uh, its latest fleet plan shows uh, so the aircraft will replace the Embraer E190s that are due for retirement next year one of my biggest to-do list things for next year if I can and if I have the money is okay. to get a flight on an A220 because I want to I just want to see what this aircraft is all about because it's had a lot of good reports good reviews mm. um, I know Nev uh, went on board one of these I think at a certain air show I think it was Farnborough he went on board the 220 I'm sure he did oh did he okay um, and I yeah I, I just want to know what the uh, what the kind of passenger experience side of this aircraft is um, because well no we did didn't we had one from the A220 didn't we yeah we did from one that, from uh, I forget who it was now actually one yeah. of the listeners sent us in yes and then he reminded us and we <laughs> but I, I want to I, I'm sorry I personally yes. want to I personally oh, you wanna personally right, okay. I want to go yeah. on this aircraft and see what it's all about because yeah. um it's not very often. I've only actually ever, um, and that was on the trip to Pittsburgh, was fly on a small regional jet. Ah, okay. Um, and that was uh, that was 
quite an experience, I will say. It wouldn't, really? wouldn't have paid to have been sort of more than five foot kind of nine. Oh, really? Um, but it'd be nice to see what this 220 is all about, and especially as well the sound levels, because it'd be interesting to see how quiet this aircraft is. Very. From because one I, of the from things I, I one of the things I definitely, definitely, definitely noticed, and and I know I, I am. Go, a, Chris Griggs sent us a video. Look, here we go. I found it. I know I'm a big lover of um, Boeing, but I will say the A350 me and Nev travelled over to Dubai on was very, very quiet. Was it? Hmm. Right. Yeah. So moving on to the next story. And uh, this one is on the Simple Flying site again. Very good story, this one. Woohoo! Uh, this one, the headline, Air Malta. Oh, for goodness sake. Air Malta's <laughs> Airbus A321 XLR could fly to the US. Good news for Armando. He could make it to the Malta Air Show next year. Oh, um, you leave the book so, <laughs> Air Malta has shared its intention to fly to the US with its future A321 XLR's aircraft. Uh, the airline will introduce two of the aircraft in 2024 and plans to operate them on long-haul routes to destinations such as New York. ATW Online reports the Maltese flag carrier's plans and the firm spoke about its ideas to World Aviation Summit in Malta in December uh, on the 5th. Uh, the A321 XLRs will be sourced from fellow Maltese outfit Malta Medair. Uh, their Malta hopes to use them to connect travellers across other continents to its company, uh, country. Uh, the company wants both US tourists and Malta's expat expats to have greater links to the island via its services. It's uh, not only the United, Air, uh, United States that the airline will be seeking to travel to with its upcoming aircraft. It's also confirmed that it also has plans to connect to India as well with their aircraft. Uh, this is because Air Malta chairman Charles Mangon wants to capitalise on India's growing local economy. This is set to develop even further within the next decade. Air India connection is important to the local economy to continue to grow, Magnon told Air uh, Transport World Online. The A321 XLR is a perfect aircraft to help Air Malta expand its long-haul operations. The XLR in its name stands for, as we all know, extra long range. This is because the airline will be able to serve between 185 and 236 passengers, up to 4,700 nautical miles. Meanwhile, it will burn 30% less fuel than previous generation counterparts. Currently, Air Malta holds 10 A320s, uh, with three of them being the A320 Neos. They just had their recent uh, third aircraft delivered uh, last month. Uh, the carrier is also planning to eventually introduce two more A320 Neos in order to gradually phase out their old A320 CEOs. Now, this is really, really good because personally, you know, I, not just because I travel there every year, but <laughs> I do think it would be great to have that ability for people living in the US to travel direct to Malta rather than traveling to Europe first and then, or to, to Amsterdam, right. or, or okay. Schiphol first, do you think and travelling to... All jokes aside, do you think there will be a market, though? There's, a, I have to say, in the probably the last three or four years that I've been travelling out to Malta, mm. there's been a definite increase in the amount of um, US... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, tourists oh, okay. and holidaymakers there. Yeah, no fair point. Uh, so before, there's definitely a market for it. Before we move on to the next uh, story, here we go. Look, as I say, like, to, to stop stop you from going on about it, look, there you go. There's the 220 ah. coming into this. So this is what uh, Chris Griggs sent us. Uh, if you remember, and he did a full thing about... Uh, it does look the, nice, doesn't it? Uh, was it? It was Air Baltic, wasn't it, mm. I think? Um, it does, and, it does um, look nice. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice little beast, isn't it? And that's the A220 right there, as I say. 
So perhaps well, I'll tell you what, because we we do talk about the two twenty. Perhaps I'll I'll make sure I'll tell you what I'll, I'll make sure I include this uh, with our with our New Year show actually, as because as I say yeah. we often do yeah, we'll a, put on the New an- Year another show. another uh, another chance to 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 listen to, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll make sure we include that. Um, I think in, in our New Year show. So moving on to the next story for you, Matt, and uh, we had a story yes. a few weeks ago where there was a bit of a a bit of a ding in the paint shop yes, with absolutely. a certain aircraft, and this is. This is another airline that's had uh, even more serious because uh, you know how much issue. I, yeah you know how much I love uh, reading stories where, where the, especially when it says the word maintenance mishap that, mishap that fills me with joy. Uh, Spirit <laughs> Airlines Airbus A319 involved in serious maintenance mishap. This is on the simpleflying.com website. An Airbus A319 belonging to Spirit Airlines has been seriously damaged while in maintenance. The 12-year-old aircraft apparently fell off the jacks. That was supporting it. As a result, Ow. the drag strut impaled the airframe, causing damage to the fuselage and wing. Uh, Sam uh, Chewy, who we've actually spoken to, haven't we? Yeah, uh, we've is reporting today that an Airbus belonging to Spirit Airlines has been damaged in what looks like to be a maintenance mishap. The A319 registered November 533 November Kilo was under the care of Lufthansa Technique uh, facility in Puerto Rico when the accident happened. It appears that the aircraft was being supported on jacks when either it slipped off or the jack moved its position. As a result, uh, the aircraft was impaled on the jack strut, causing serious damage to the wing and fuselage. Uh, the A319 had been uh, ferried to uh, Agu- Agu- to somewhere, uh, <laughs> somewhere in Puerto Rico, anyway, uh, on the, November the 27th for some routine maintenance. However, it looks like the airframe will be far longer in maintenance than originally planned uh, if it ever returns into service at all. Is, is that likely? Do you think that really? It depends how bad the damage is. Right. I mean, the aircraft in question was built uh, flew in, first flew in 2008, so it's mm. it's a few years old. Um, yeah, but I mean, there are if you get if for those of you who uh, like to click on the show notes oh, yes. that Matt puts in the show each week, there are pictures oh, on this website. That's gone right through, hasn't it? It has made a bit of a mess. Yeah, uh, safe to say on the wing and through. I think that the actual it looks it's like gone through the, the flaps. The flaps, yeah. yeah, it's gone through the flaps. It's quite a bit yeah. of damage there. Yes, I'm sorry, we've got a few technical problems in the studio at the moment, so I'm not able I to put Matt up doesn't have his own laptop. Yeah, okay, all right. Yes, but uh, Matt will put the link <laughs> to this story in the show yeah, notes, absolutely. and there are some quite good pictures on there, mm. uh, which were on the Airline Secrets Indeed, Exposed yeah. uh, Facebook page, which has some pictures, mm. actual quite close-up pictures of the um, of the sc- actual jack itself Indeed. penetrating various parts of the wing. Yes, so. I say, it looks to me by that photograph that it's caught the edge of the wing, and actually gone through the flaps, hasn't it, by the look of it, I think. Or certainly, certainly through the mechanism that controls how they operate. It's uh, Yeah, that's going to be a complicated one to put right, isn't it? It does say the leasing firm may consider the aircraft uh, a write-off. A write-off, so yeah. Well, I wouldn't be at all surprised off. by that, because that's, that's going to be pretty major, isn't it, the, the work required to, to get to that To put that right, yeah. And yeah, obviously, absolutely. I mean, obviously insurances will cover this, mm. but I would imagine that whoever was... Um, uh, involved yes. in this particular somebody may be unemployed <laughs> someone someone may not be getting a christmas bonus yeah, this year absolutely i i wholeheartedly agree i mean there's more to this story but you get the gist basically it's it's pretty um it's pretty pretty, uh, pretty nasty not great so yeah. the next story on simpleflyingagain.com uh, and this story is this 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 has really amused me because I thought I had a look at this and I thought this looks like a, a paint job that I know that I've seen on uh, a particular BA aircraft but um 
This uh, headline is uh, PIA, or Pakistan International Airlines, A320 gets new paint job after flying through a swarm of bugs. Ew. So perhaps if Matt may be able to not put the picture on... No, not put the picture on... So, uh, well, if not, it'll be in the show notes, don't panic. But uh, a Pakistan International Airlines... Leave it with me. A320, he's such a tech whiz, this guy. Uh, Airlines Airbus A320 received a new paint job after flying through a swarm of bugs. The A320 nose and cockpit were visibly struck by a large... I think it must have been a large number of bugs. And... Uh, ARY News reports the A320 was operating flight PK310 from Karachi to Quetta as the aircraft was preparing for landing. The aircraft came into contact with a swarm of locusts that grazed the nose and cockpit windows. I think graze is a, is a uh, yeah, nice word, I think. Uh, however, the aircraft managed to land safely in uh, Quetta. Engineers examined the aircraft after landing and found no abnormalities, no engine damage or anything. However, the locusts did cause some minor denting and, of course, gave the aircraft <laughs> its new paint job. <laughs> uh, BA, uh, you know, BA is known for their quite simple livery. However, the airline uh, sprayed one of their aircraft, the A320, in a Dove livery. Now, for those of you who've seen this Dove livery, I think it, it was used for the Olympic... Uh, I think it was used to fly some of the Olympic... Gal uh, winners but it's uh it looks very similar to that i will say the story is correct it does look very similar to that okay it's not ideal but this is this is sort of uh, oh there is, we go this, matt's going to put on the screen idea. for those of you watching in youtube land mm, it looks interesting yeah i mean it's you know there are people who would pay money for that style so I according that, yeah. according to reports quetta is known for some locust strikes Normally, wow. the Civil Aviation Authority conducts anti-locust sprays to prevent such strikes from occurring either upon or takeoff or landing. These swarms can cause some troubles for pilots. Unfortunately, large swarms can obstruct the pilot's visibility, which can make it difficult to detect hazards on or near the runway. Furthermore, these swarms can impact the engines. However, more due to the size of the locust, they can end up affecting the aircraft's exterior, such as messing around with the pitot tubes, which tells pilots air speeds. Uh, Pakistan International Airlines, uh, or PIA, is short. Uh, is the flag carrier of Pakistan, and the airline is not well known on the global stage and operates a relatively small fleet of A320s, 777, 200s, 200 ARs, 200 LRs, and 300 ERs. But on that picture, I have to say, Matt, what do you? I mean, that it's going to be. I think it's going to be a case of definitely jet wash. Or very I good, think it'll certainly a need very that. strong yeah, brush. Yeah, yeah. And it, it does surprise me, though, even with... Because locusts can be fairly hefty-sized Oh, they're, beasts, they're, they're not tiny. Um, that they managed to get away with, uh, you know, get away with what they did. Mind but, you, it said there was a few dents and stuff off the back of it. A few little dents, so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, it's not. But, uh, no, it just goes to show it's not just not birds that affect no, aircraft. No, indeed. Lots of, th lots of things locusts make, make as well. it uh, uh, challenging. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So the next story, again, oh, did I pick another one again? This is on the uh, Simple Flying website again, Matt. And this is a very important story for Matt because he used to run a pub. <laughs> anyway, simpleflying.com, as Carlos said. Uh, the headline is, Emirates plans to change the Airbus A380 bar again. Oh, not again. Uh, so Emirates' oh. world-renowned Airbus A380s will be getting another new update to their onboard bars. The airline's president, Sir Tim Clark, has confirmed the update bar. The updated bar area uh, will be rolled out on the Emirates' newest A Airbus A380s as early 
as the end of 2020. Emirates is by far the world's largest operator of the Airbus A380, the largest commercial passenger jet on the market. Emirates currently operates 112 Airbus A380s and has a further 11 on order. Uh, the Airbus took delivery. Uh, the airline, sorry, took delivery of the first A380 way back in July 2008, and a lot has changed since then. Um, so, uh, what's so good about the Airbus A380 in Emirates' case? One of the most important features of the Airbus A380 is the massive amount of cabin space the aircraft gives airlines to play with. It's not just good for carrying a lot of passengers. When it comes to creating a feature-packed luxury in-flight experience, space is key. At the centre of Emirates' luxury in-flight experience on the Airbus A380 is the bar area. So far, there have been two different iterations of the bar on the Emirates Airbus A380s, and with exciting news for frequent Emirates passengers uh, is the airline's confirmation that a new first-class bar will be <laughs> rolling out as early as next year. In an exclusive interview published today, Emirates President Sir Tim Clark confirmed the exciting news with Executive Traveller. Uh, the second uh, version of Emirates Airbus A380 bar and lounge area was only released back in 2017, but it seems the airline has already planned another update. At the moment, Emirates is understandably keeping its cards close to its chest regarding the more specific design details of the new bar. Sir Tim Clark has, however, hinted that it will be well worth the wait. Uh, I won't reveal exactly what is going to happen because you don't, well, because, you know, it's still a work in progress. Uh, but it is a step uh, change in what we're doing. Uh, it'll be very, very uh, attractive, I can assure you, he told the executive traveller. Anyway, Emirates tries to keep an eye on how passengers use the space on its Airbus A380s and has taken this into account when planning updates to the aircraft's interior. Uh, Clark says that the bar and lounge area on Emirates Air Airbus A380s is one of the main reasons many passengers fly with the airline. As a result, the seating area in the bar and lounge will be enlarged to make sure more passengers can enjoy the experience. Another new feature uh, will, uh, will be the addition of USB and AC charging points around the tables. As far as the timeline for installation of the new bars goes, Clark expects them to have rolled out uh, on Emirates' newer Airbus A380s towards the end of the of next year or the beginning of 2021. Now, me and Nev had a look around these bars on the A380 mm. at Dubai. And yeah. They are really nice. Are they? The only thing they're missing, Matt, is some hand pumps. Right, okay. Yes, I know, but there there has to be a limit somewhere as to what mm. you can achieve when you're, uh, you know, sort of... I think, the, I think the next feet. level for uh, aircraft and airlines interiors is to have an actual pub on board. I think that would be... I mean, you would, you would pay the extra just to fly that class yes. just so you could go to the pub. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, haven't... Have, um, haven't um, have uh, British Airways got any uh, A380s? Yeah, BA have got their A380s. Well, uh, they don't. They don't have a first class. So they bar, have. Though. They have. A, they have the space. I mean, why don't they have a pub? They could on do the, on the they? British Airways. To be, yeah. to be fair, <laughs> BA do have their Speedbird 100 Ale uh, beer. Yeah, exactly. They should um, have it on tap. Which which <laughs> I have got a few tins of at home. Have you? Say. Right. Um, both of those are earmarked for my father. But it's nice out. But it would it would be so cool to see an actual proper mm. bar. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. I can imagine what it would be like. Yeah. 
votes in everyone if you want to you know think of a <laughs> think of an airline that would suit right. a bar <laughs> yeah okay dog enough. and duck airlines or well, um, moving on the swan uh, airline yeah, please anyway. moving on moving on <laughs> so from one first class on to another class and uh, another airline i've not had a chance to fly on yet but i'd love to economy class and beyond dot boarding area dot com is the website and the headline economy class and beyond sas scandinavian uh, air services or scandinavian airlines has uh, revealed their first Airbus A350 interior. Uh, after obtaining their first A350-900, Scandinavian Airlines has unveil unveiled uh, the interiors of it. Uh, they've got uh, an SAS business class, uh, which will have 40 seats in a staggered 1-2-1 formation. The seats will have a 18.5-inch IFE screen, wow. which is not bad. Uh, high-powered USB ports. I'm guessing my, that's USB my, three. My, my TV's gone wrong in my bedroom, so I'll I'll take a four and a half okay. inch, whatever. <laughs> is that is that US high-powered USB? That'd be USB three, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, 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 higher voltages. Yeah. Uh, with controls for the seat, the seat will feature a new bifold tray that folds out to 77 inch. By that's a big tray, 77 inches tray. Mm -hmm. There's also a foot massage feature as well on their business class seats. At the welcome area door entrance, there's an area with inlaid lights and other unique design features during the flight this area will serve as a refreshment bar for SAS business travelers SAS plus is their premium economy section on the aircraft introducing a full premium economy product it will feature 32 seats in four rows uh, in a 242 formation the seats will include a leg rest uh, with leg uh, and foot support feature 13.3 inch IFE screens which is not too bad PC power as well, high power USB and a cabin divider distinctly separating the cabin from the rest of the aircraft and most airlines do do that. Uh, SAS Go is going to be their economy product laid out in a 333 formation and 228 seats. Uh, seats will have an 11.6 inch IFE screen uh, with high powered USB port again, a bifold metal table and a water bottle holder. That's not a bad idea. How many times have you... That's, that's really... Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> I've also going to have the cabin will feature... Uh, the aircraft also features a cross-aisle passageway midway through uh, the SAS GO section for the benefit of passengers and crew. Also, it seems SAS is intent on pumping up sales with the airline, having a special snack shop aboard. And quoting directly from the PR, he said, designed to encourage passengers to take a walk to boost health on board or just eat more snacks. <laughs> the aircraft will feature tail cameras, oh, love those, and all the other features you expect of the A350 aircraft. The crew aren't left out either, so for those of you who are going to be crew on SAS A350s, uh, they'll have eight bunks in the crew rest area, redesigned galleys for the crew to work in with larger work surfaces. Personalization will come from the 4-2 with iPads being deployed for passenger information as well as maintenance logging on as well. So the first A350 uh, named Ingrid Viking will enter long-haul service on the 28th of January next year. It'll be based at the SAS hub in Copenhagen Airport and will operate seven routes during the first year, including Chicago, Beijing, New York, Tokyo, Shanghai, Hong Kong and San Francisco. 
Uh, Chicago O'Hare will be the first uh, route the type is due to operate on. And with the airline taking delivery of major fleet modernization with 80 Airbus A320neos, 5 A330s and 8 A350s and 3 A320XLRs, uh, there is room for further passenger enhancement throughout. But an onboard snack shop designed to encourage passengers to take a work while boost health on board is something the airline wants to promote heavily. So having a look at the pictures actually on, on this, uh, Matt's got them on the screen there now, on the business class Matt showing on the screen there, um, looks very similar to um, some of the other airlines that I've seen business class seats in. Like the colour, I do like the colour, like the dark colour. Also doesn't show up the dirt so badly. No, no. Um, I like the I like the headphone hook, Matt, to uh, to hang your headphones on <laughs> next to the seat. That yeah, is a good idea, yeah. because how many times I got up of my seat with BA flying in business and put my headphones on the seat. You've only flown business class once in BA. With BA, yes, once, yeah. Okay, but you said how many times have I? <laughs> you make it sound like you're flying in, oh, in God, business no. class all the time. But that's a very good, good, uh, good idea to have that the headphone hook because you don't want to sit on them, especially not when they're oh, those no. posh noise cancelling ones. Oh, are they? Oh, right, yeah. Not like Nev's ones, his posh Bose ones. Oh, are he's they? Got, yeah. Well, I might, I might have known Nev would have the, you know, the the best. IFE best. screens in premium look really good as well. Good mm. quality screens are obviously very decent quality uh, screens, and also the divider between uh, the premium economy and uh, the business class is a nice solid um, actual dividers rather than just curtains. So, mm, yeah, it looks really nice. It looks really nice. I like that. There you go. Look. Yeah. Very nice. That'll do. It'll do. Yes. So the last story, Matt, is uh, uh, yes. it's a Ryanair one for you. Actually. Is it? Hmm. Yes. Okay. It is. Uh, sorry. One moment, caller. Uh, there we go. Sorry. Flight Global Ryanair. Uh, so Flight Global is the website. It's the one with the nice font, everyone. Uh, Ryanair passengers will not know if the 737 MAX is due to operate flights. So Ryanair's aircraft allocation procedures mean uh, passengers will not be told during the booking process whether or not their flights are due to be operated by the Boeing 737 MAX jets, according to Group Chief Executive Michael O'Leary. He suggests, however, that the Irish carrier's Customers are unlikely to view this as a problem because confidence in this aircraft will restore very rapidly. Uh, the reality is, if people want to know whether or not they are due to fly on a MAX jet, the answer is that you won't, O'Leary tells uh, Flight Global in Brussels on the 10th of December. Uh, because we won't know. Uh, we do our aircraft allocations on a nightly basis. You're booking your flights six to eight weeks in advance. Uh, other MAX operators, including Southwest Airlines and United Airlines, have indicated that customers will be made aware of the aircraft type as they are due to fly in advance of the travel date. But noting that he would place other uh, another order for MAX jets tomorrow if the price was right, O'Leary cites the example of customers quickly regaining confidence in the Boeing 787 uh, following the type's grounding over the safety fears back in 2013, which is a good point, actually, wasn't it? Because they had the the battery issues didn't they the uh, 787 mm, when yeah, they, they first did. And uh, I think the best example of a similar issue with an aircraft type is the 787 when it had the lithium. Oh, there we go. Look, uh, when it had the lithium ion it, it's nice battery. Because I know issue. you're learning stuff. I know, I know. And was <laughs> grounded while they replaced the batteries. There was concern about customer sent sentiment. Uh, he recalls customers got. Oh yeah, but to be fair, nobody actually died. No, not the batteries. No. no, no. And there weren't there weren't two planes that fell out of the sky, no. essentially. But this story, uh, this story is. 
interesting the fact that mm. um, I mean it, it says here the headline passengers will not know if the seven three seven max is due to operate their flight. But I mean they will do when they get to the airport. <laughs> and I know that I think the airlines a lot a lot of the airlines are going to change their sa- information safety cards to just say Boeing seven three seven rather than Max or Dash eight hundred. Yeah. Um, but do you know? I most of I mean the listeners obviously if any of our listeners got on board uh, one of these aircraft they're only going to look out the window and they'll know they'll know immediately it's a absolutely yeah, um, yeah I might not uh, <laughs> I but, think I I mean you've got actually you've got the Max and the Dash 800 in front of you there Matt okay and I think right. even you can spot at least at least right. one here we go let's, let's one let's distinguishing feature between the two okay I mean the f- really obvious one obviously is the the winglets on the end here He's, I tell you, well done. Yeah, that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, very yeah. good. So yeah, very good. Things, but I think I might struggle to find other alternatives. Hang on, let me have a look. Uh, all right, I'm having a go. I'm having a go. Hold them both facing you, Matt. Hold them both facing me. Okay. I mean, yeah. this one's got a crooked windshield. Oh, I know that, but that's just, <laughs> just a fault of the model. Okay. Just at the asset. Hold them facing. Oh, you. the engines. Yes. And that is the reason they've had all yeah. these issues the, because the engines are a lot bigger and more for yeah. forward facing on yeah. the wing. Ah, I see. So if you hold them, if you although fa- to be fair, they're more or less in the same position as as these, but they are bigger. I if you hold know. the aircraft face uh, upside down, facing you, like with the with the tops facing you, like you'll that. be a, other way. If you hold them, here you go. Put my hand in here. If you hold them that way, right. and look where the engines are in respect to underneath the wing. Okay. The other way round, mate. You have to hold them facing this way. That's it. That's okay. That way. Oh, I thought you were just being special. No, no, no. <laughs> now, if you look how far forward the engines are on the one on the left, as to how far forward the engines are on the right, they're in from exactly the, wing, the same place. They're on, further on, forward. On the models. They're further forward. Trust are me. Are they? Yeah. Oh yes, they are. Look, yeah, the wings in general. Yeah, because they're they're by the end as where as we're on this one. So the wing, the actual engines protrude further. On the, ah, new, the okay. engines are obviously a lot bigger. He's learning every day's a learning day for Matt here at PTK Studios. But anyway, he done well. He picked up on the best one first, which is the winglets. So well done, Matt. Everyone's giving you a massive round of applause in the oh, YouTube chat room. You're not looking at the YouTube chat. <laughs> I am. Actually going back going back to our story on the bar in the A three eighty match, Stephen H yeah, says yeah. that um there sh- we should have an airline possibly with a with a pub that has a Guinness logo kind of thing on the end, yes. maybe a harp on the end tail. But then he kinda said, Ah, oh, that's already been. Done. There's there's one someone like there, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like yeah. Uh also <laughs> um Tony S points out a good good idea actually that mm. that you could uh, if you had a pub on board an aircraft you you could have the barrels uh, in in the hold you could so yes. it feasibly would work you could it's cold yeah, yeah I mean there, there are many issues about pressurizing and things that make me a little bit <laughs> apprehensive about that as a concept I mean, do you know what, if anyone you know, ever designs or or creates an airline that has a pub on board here we go give Matt a call. No, he is. No, he no, is no, an ex landlord. Because no, 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 what you what you don't understand is, then I would have to be in an aircraft. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's, you know, I go to great lengths to not. Have I would. To do I would that. love to yeah. see you bar someone. <laughs> yeah, get out my pub. Get, get out yeah. my pub. <laughs> yeah, yes, okay. I'd like to see you throw someone out of the pub. Right. Yeah, out, 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 out of a window. Out of an open window. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. You get a lot of those in an aircraft, don't you? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and Tony S. has said in the chat room, congratulations, Matt. You are now a qualified Boeing technician. Oh, f- 
that, that says more about Boeing, I think, than me, <laughs> if I'm honest. But anyway, thank you, Tony. I appreciate oh, your support. I'll, I do love. I'll tell you what, Tony. For that, please make sure that I buy you a drink when we get when we get to our three hundred, because Tony's coming, isn't he? Tony's so, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, moving swiftly yeah. on with yeah. the show, we have got. Uh, You're having a lot of fun there at my expense, are you? Good. Oh, this is so amusing. <laughs> I know. Ever, ever a source of amusement, oh, Mr. Thanks. Smith. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. But off to Dubai now, everyone. Oh, we are. We are <laughs> going to go to Dubai next for uh, for our next little skip of uh, what me and Nev got up to in Dubai. In this particular uh, little piece, it's only a short piece. Um, for those of you who watch the show will know that me and Nev got really, really, really lucky, and we got access to go on top of the control tower. And I mean, literally on top. We had to go through a hatch mat that was not very big and up a ladder that was not very secure no thank you so here it is so it's safe to say that on uh, Plane Talking UK we do get the uh, opportunity to have some quite privileged uh, opportunities and I can please to say that uh, uh, we have been able to have access to the top of the control tower here at the Dubai International Air Show 2019 and uh, Nev's joined me up here on a, on a sunny day two of the show. So Nev, uh, how are things? Oh great, brilliant isn't it? You couldn't ask for a better view here could you? And um, just shows you how big the air show is in, in terms of different types of aircraft. Uh, I've got to thank my uh, industry chum Simon for uh, helping us uh, get up to the top of the tower here which was a little bit of a climb wasn't it up those uh, rickety stairs but uh, <laughs> here we are and as I said the view is brilliant what is also brilliant is that the access we have had to the aircraft the people involved uh, Carlos has just come out of a fantastic oh, yes. interview with Boeing uh, with Randy from Boeing couldn't be more accommodating and that's the difference isn't it between this air show and other ones we've been to maybe uh, people uh, are very happy to give you time uh, you've, you know you show your pass and uh, they're, they're very happy to accommodate you I must just say this year, uh, I was here two years ago, and this year is by far busier than two years ago here at the air show. There's, there's uh, more people, uh, a lot more to, uh, to see here, and obviously the air show itself kicks off at 2pm today, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, it's been a great show so far, day two we're on, as we know, and uh, the weather is still shining, it's hot. Nice and windy up here, so a nice breeze, yeah. and uh, Nev, have you, have you got your sun, sun cream? Uh, yes, it's in the uh, in the Pelly case, which is of no use at this moment. But uh, I may be applying some later on. So, from up here on top of the control tower uh, for PTUK, Carlos and Nev here um, signing out. See you. For goodness sake, oh. never. He's, it's like literally what, what we were saying. We were watching that, and I, I'm literally sitting there. And then he said, "Oh, I haven't got." You know, he hasn't got his sun cream on, and it's in the Pelly case. And I literally went. Don't is he Dubai? I mean, will the man ever learn? He uh, to, be, to be fair, to be <laughs> honestly, honestly fair with Nev, he did midway through the first day. He did apply some sunscreen, and That's a but, bit but late Nev, by then in but, Dubai. But Nev, um, honestly, you guys should have seen it because Nev applied the sunscreen right uh, quite liberally. Sort of trowled it on, and Tra- trowled um, it on. Nev, yeah, Nev went from being quite well, kind of tanned Red, as such, yeah. to pale white right. okay well that's that's probably the better way around for it to be <laughs> but, to be but he didn't get burnt this time so right. uh, so well done Nev in a very hot country and yeah. Nev didn't get burnt amen but, to that uh, <laughs> but yeah that was that was fantastic a big thanks as well yeah. to uh, Nev's colleagues who managed to get us access to the tower that was very very mm. interesting indeed and gave us quite a good vantage point as well of the 
air show and mm. to see what was I going on. Some great so, news, uh, yeah, really good. Yeah. So up next, then we have got a couple of military stories that were sent over by Armando today. So uh, if you're ready, Matt, we're going to uh, give yeah, that a bash. Let's go. Now, it's always sad to start the uh, stories off on the show, uh, especially the military section, with a uh, missing aircraft story. But this one was uh, earlier this week, and I haven't seen any updates actually today of whether this oh, has really? uh, been found. This one is on the NewYorkTimes.com, and Chile-bound uh, plane uh, bound for Antarctica goes missing with 30 out on board. The aircraft was on a maintenance mission to a Chilean base in Antarctica when radio contact was lost and uh, the Chilean Air Force has said that uh, the aircraft uh, was uh, on a, a, as we said, a maintenance mission and uh, the aircraft was uh, was well, it was missing, presumed uh, crashed. The aircraft that went missing on Monday evening had 38 uh, people on board. Uh, the aircraft in question, a Hercules, a C-130 Hercules, uh, which vanished without trace at 6.13pm on Monday, was carrying 17 crew and 21 passengers. And uh, President Sebastian Pinara cancelled his trip on Tuesday to attend inauguration uh, of the President Alberto Fernandez of Argentina, said the government would spare no effort to find the plane. He said that they're doing everything humanly possible to find them, despite the extraordinary difficult conditions, he said. Uh, the U Uruguayan and Argentine air forces each contributed a, a C-130 aircraft to assist the search, while the US has also provided two satellites in orbit to capture images. President Jair Bolsonaro of Brazil has also offered to help, said the Carlos Lourao, a spokesman for the Chil uh, government of Chile. The Chilean Air Force declared shortly after midnight that the aircraft had crashed because by then the aircraft would have run out of fuel. Uh, General Arturo Manero, the Air Force Commander-in-Chief, said that the accident probably occurred 294 miles north of Antarctica in the middle of the Drake Passage, where he said ocean depth could be over two miles. Rough weather, poor visibility and waves almost 20 feet high are making search efforts difficult, he says, but we are not losing hope. The Drake Passage connects South Atlantic and South Pacific oceans between the southern tip of South America and the Antarctic Peninsula. It has some of the world's worst weather and is known for its frigid temperatures and powerful storms. The aircraft was transporting crew members to inspect a floating pipeline that helps keep the base powered, Air Force has said. All but three of the passengers uh, were members of the Chilean military. Two were civilians from an engineering company and another was a 24-year-old university student at the top of his class who won an award to start an apprenticeship uh, and an internship in Antarctica. The aircraft departed from Chile's Cabano Air Force in Punta Arenas near the county's southern tip at 4.55pm for a 770-mile journey and reported its last position an hour and a half uh, later according to an Air Force statement. The Air Force announced a thorough investigation into the circumstances of the accident and Chile has four permanent air bases in Antarctic that support scientific research on issues including biodiversity and climate change. During President Pinara's uh, term, 
in 2011, a Chilean Air Force CASA 212 aircraft crashed into the sea as it tried to land on Robinson Crusoe Island, part of the Juan Fernandez Archipelago, a Chilean territory in the South Pacific. Uh, actually, uh, I've just been sent a, a story uh, in by, actually saying, uh, this was published yesterday, saying Chile plane that vanished en route to Antarctica has been found. Um, so searchers combining uh, Antarctic seas have recovered parts of a military transport plane and human remains uh. belonging to some of the 38 people aboard who vanished uh, en route to the frozen continent, Chilean officials said on Thursday. So the Air Force uh, General Art, um, Art Arturo Merino uh, said uh, at a news conference that based on the condition of the remains he believed it would be practically impossible uh, that any survivors would be pulled from the water alive. Uh, an international team of searchers uh, continued the hunt while officials onshore said that they would use DNA analysis to identify the crash uh, victims. So I mean, a crash is bad in, a, in any yeah, situation yeah. or any uh, place, but especially yeah. uh, in this particular part yeah. of the world where conditions are yeah. incredibly bad. And obviously, with the weather and stuff, even if anyone was to survive yeah. the initial impact, you know, you've got that um, yeah. the freezing cold temperatures. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, Owen, for sending that. Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, reflect on that. Move on to the next story. Um, and it, oh, sorry, it was saying sorry before I do that. It says a Brazilian polar research vessel first spotted debris around about halfway across uh, stormy waters of the Drake Passage that separates South America from Antarctica. Hmm. So uh, very sad. Yeah, absolutely, very much so. So anyway, on to uh, the last military story uh, this week. This is on Flight Global, and uh, the headline is Boeing looks at laser range finder for. KC-46A refueling boom. So Boeing is researching adding a laser rangefinder to the KC-46A Pegasus problem-plagued refueling boom camera system. The laser rangefinder retrofit onto the boom cameras known as the Remote Vision System, RVS, uh, could, uh, would give operators additional information about the true distance between the end of the KC-46A's boom and a receiving aircraft's receptacle during in-flight refueling, uh, says Will Roper, who is the Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Air Force uh, for Acquisition Technology and Logistics at the Reagan National Defense Forum on the 7th of December. I am very pleased that Boeing has leaped forward on that kind of research, says Roper. They are looking at where they can install the laser rangefinder, how they can run the wiring and cabling through to it. The addition of a laser rangefinder is some way off, however. Uh, the uh, we, We've got another turn uh, before that design is tightened up to where we can proceed with it says Roper it is uh, that kind of thinking uh, that is going to get the RVS problem solved thinking outside the original design design which did not include the laser range finder the KC-46A in-flight refueling tankers original RVS cameras had two problems a distorted three-dimensional video feed which makes it difficult for operators to perceive distances and a problem automatically adjusting to changing lighting conditions which causes the screen to to wash out in certain scenarios there is a rubber sheet effect where some parts get stretched some parts get compressed so that re so that the reality uh, is that the operator sees uh, 
that sees it on screen is not necessarily the same as the one outside the plane, which obviously is very bad if you're trying to line up line up booms. Uh, Boeing is trying to straighten out the warping problem using algorithms that remap the video feeds pixels to the correct locations, he says. Uh, the company is also working with scientists at the Air Force Research Laboratory's 711th Human Performance Wing to model uh, potential fixes to the RVS says Roper. Uh, the remote visual system, I'm going to worry about it each day until we have a validated design, he says. One thing I am very happy about, we've got some of the best visual experts at the Royal Air Force, uh, sorry, at the Air Force Research Lab, and they are creating a model, a simulator of the RVS that we can work through design iterations with Boeing ahead of them put, uh, putting engineering investment time on them so it's um that sounds like a sensible solution actually because i mean lasers have been used to sort of measure distances for for years haven't they i mean you know you can even get like diy probes can't you that use lasers to to be able to tell you immediately how far away you are from an object i just think it's nice for lasers to be yeah. used for something rather than shining in pilot's rather than eyes. shining in pilot's eyes yes absolutely mm. what a what a brilliant uh, what a brilliant thing that will be yeah, no it, it's absolutely. it's uh, it's a very good idea that uh, obviously they're using this kind of thing and also you know these these air-to-air -air refueling, mm. um, especially the guys who actually do you know do the main uh, job controlling the boom and stuff. Yeah, I agree. Have an incredibly hard job. I, I certainly wouldn't do. want to have that uh, responsibility to. No, uh, but then I suppose I mean this this will obviously be done by you know these these guys know what they're doing, don't they? Mm. they oh don't. yeah, definitely. And if say that if they say there's issues, then you know that I mean it's uh, I, I suppose the thing is is like one thing that it's often overlooked when it when it comes to stuff like this, but uh, people underestimate the the very extreme changes in light that we get all over the world, mm. and you know very bright sunlight will have a massive impact on how a camera and its iris operate i mean it's just like and there's only so much you can do um you know to to sort of deal with that so as i say i think lasers is probably a very sensible sensible way forward definitely. as long as they're not green ones oh, right okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway moving on to uh the last part of the show before we wrap up and obviously as you all know if you follow us on social media will know it's the usual time of the year where we bring out the PTUK Christmas competition. Now we have 10 questions for you to answer and email us in your uh, answers or the answers to the questions that we've got. And uh, Matt's got uh, some pictures of some of the uh, prizes that he'll try and hopefully flash up on the screen, making them work here for his... Yes, Four million pounds a year. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's safe to say this year's prizes, with uh, obviously with the three hundredth coming up, with uh, kind of combined prizes, and we've we've kind of uh, tried to get the best prizes we can to uh, to offer everyone. But we have got some amazing, amazing prizes for our, our listeners to uh, win this year. So I'll just show you what uh, I'll do. Is I'll show you quickly. Um, some of the prizes which I have here in front of me in the studio. For those of you watching in the world of uh, audio only, will there we go? I'll just knock my camera. There you have uh, good, we go. well done. Right, so here we go. This for those of you who uh, will have remembered these as kids, because I used to have these as a child many years ago. Remember these three D. Now, for those of you watching, here we go. I don't know whether. Does that actually show Matt on the screen? It's uh, kind of 3D. Yeah, it's, yeah it's sort of, you can see it jumping around. There we go. You? Yeah. So that's one of uh, the prizes we've got up for grabs. This is a three-dimensional picture of the red arrows, which you can probably see if you're watching in YouTube world. 
looks really good. It looks quite awesome. Uh, this can hang on the wall at home. And we have got another one here. And here we go. This is another one for those of you watching again in YouTube world. We'll see this one here of the Spitfire. This looks really groovy when you see this thing close up because it's um, the 3D version or 3D uh, of it is so good. Do you like that, Matt? Do you like I that? do. I do. Yeah, actually, it's really cool, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So that's that one. So that's two of the prizes we've got. Now, we've got also some books as well. Uh, not that one. We've got the one, uh, not the one above it, but the other ones. There we go. So we've got some books on offer as well uh, as prizes. Matt will pop these up on the screen in just a second, hopefully. My brain hurts. His brain hurts. <laughs> and I will uh, give if you the questions. One, it would be very there we dangerous. go. Matt's, uh, Matt's um, on it now. So. Uh, okay. Yes, there you go. Right, far away. There we go. So that uh, is another one of the prizes we have up for grabs. Uh, the book by Graham Pitchfork, uh, forwarded by Air, uh, I think it's Air Commander, Air Commander Sir David Cousins, Bow uh, Fighter Boys, um, based on the actual aircraft itself. So that's one of the prizes. The next one uh, we've got in the list. Yeah, you this, need to talk need, about something else. We need to I get think. we need to get Matt uh, Matt sorted with his uh, laptop. You need to fix your laptop. Yeah, yeah, Matt. No, I, I, when when I get time to, to actually be fair, do Matt has actually been fixing my yes, uh, PC yeah. from work, so he's been quite busy this yeah, week absolutely. fixing it. I have done it though, so you can take it away with you yeah. to, to today if uh, you like. Next prize, uh, up, yes, uh, uh, on okay. the list. Yes, this is guys like pulling teeth. I know. Isn't it? I'm so pulling, sorry. Pulling teeth. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, keep talking. Keep so talking. this Here one is yeah. the next one on the list for the prize. God, we've got good prizes this year. Look, yeah. loads of chances to win. Look. So this one is War Amongst the Clouds. Group captain Chris Granville White. Nice. Uh, this one, uh, Air Vice Command, Air Vice Marshal Hugh Granville White. War Amongst the Clouds. Mm. That's another one. Okay. Now we the top prize that we've got on offer is an absolutely awesome top prize we've got and uh, it's in two parts this one actually uh, so if I'll hold the first part up so the first part the prize this is all down to obviously our interview with John Hutchinson the Concorde pilot that's coming up uh, in soon in episodes this is a limited edition uh, plate a plate done by the Davenport uh, Pottery uh, company limited here in the UK this is a limited edition Concorde plate this one celebrates end of an era so this uh, celebrates Concorde's life uh, 1976 to 2003 you can probably see on there and on the back there we go there's a authentication number so these plates there was 2003 of these plates produced by the company this one is number 1604 so this plate uh, could be winging its way to you as well as a signed book by from John Hutchinson himself uh, this is uh, the uh, Concord Haynes manual for those of you who don't know what the Haynes manual is it is the well, everyone, anyone who ever had a had a, an, a, a Mark One Fiesta or a Mark for Two Escort here had a Haynes manual. Oh, to you know had an Escort, you. did you? Mm. Oh, you're posh. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this uh, no this wonder Jimmy married. You. I know. I mean, big quality cars like that. But I mean, this honestly. particular Concorde Haynes manual is a very special manual indeed, because whilst Nev was uh, interviewing. Uh, John Hutchinson with Captain Nick. Uh, he actually got uh, John to sign this book and write a little bit inside as well. 
So Matt will just pop that up on the screen in just a second. So don't forget uh, that is a top prize. So got, you've got the plate there, which uh, you can mount. You can actually mount them on the wall, you which can, is a yeah. really, really lovely plate. Um, and also, there we go. There's the signed book uh, from John Hutchinson inside Concord, Captain 1977 till 1992. So there we go. That's uh, the book signed by John. Those two, the plate and the book, will be our star prize. I love prize. that. You look 1977 to 1992. I know. I know. It's amazing, wow. isn't it? So how can you go and win these prizes? Well, we have 10 questions which I sat and trawled through the other day to try and get some nice, interesting questions because we know last year it was quite a, quite a tough uh, low. But we thought we'd do some tough questions again this year because the prizes are very good indeed. So if you've already and you're listening, these are the 10 questions to get. And if for those of you who uh, have missed them, they are also on our Facebook page. So question number one, what year did Concord, Foxtrot, Bravo, Tango, Sierra, Delta get a Pepsi branded paint job? Whoa, really? Yeah, it was cool. Okay, so that's yeah. question number one. Uh, question number two, what type of aircraft was the Gimli Glider? Ooh. So what type of aircraft was the Gimli Glider? Next one, this is a tough one, unless you have watched the film very closely. In the film Die Hard 2, what aircraft type was flight, uh, Windsor Flight 114 based on? So in the film Die Hard 2, what aircraft Which one type was, Die Hard was Windsor Flight 114 based on? Die Hard 2 was, was based at the, air, at the airport. Uh, you know, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, so I was, so that's the one where, where they, they took over a runway. That's and, it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. moved yeah, it somewhere else. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. And the bad guys turned out to be the good guys and vice versa. And Not yeah, quite, yeah. no. Yeah. You need to, need to do your homework, Matt. Like, what? <laughs> Question number four. <laughs> Question number four. Uh, where in the world is the longest publicly don't forget i can turn you off (laughs) (laughs) where in the world is the longest publicly used paved runway so where in the world is the longest publicly used paved runway Uh, question five where in the world or where in the world is the highest altitude airport so where in the world uh, is the highest Scotland I reckon. airport? <laughs> uh, you're 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 a couple of miles out, man. Okay, right. the answers are here. You can see them. Right. Uh, Not so from question, here. I've got my glasses on. Question, I can't read anything uh, from here. <laughs> question number six. This one has thrown a couple of people out on the answers we've had in. So, question number six. How many major variants? Of the Boeing seven three seven R, is this is this going to be one that's going to cause World War Three? Probably. Between, so this between. is a major variant. So all oh. the model numbers. So remember how many different versions. So you've got the seven three seven one hundred. I'm going to make you send that one to our mondo up. to to fact check that. Oh, that was fact checked. I spent okay. hours trying to right. check. Uh, question number seven. Uh, this one is easy. Question number seven: What year did the first A380 enter service with launch customer Singapore Airlines? Why is that easy? That's easy. They'll they'll know that. Okay. Now this one, especially from Nev. So question number eight: Nev's favourite airline, as we all know, is BA British Airways. But what was the flight number of BA's last Concorde flight Ooh. on the twenty fourth of October? 2003 okay so question number nine 
And this one, you have you're, really, you're really got, making them work. For you the, have for their this prizes, one, aren't they? Yeah. Now we've had a couple of couple of people uh, answer this one incorrectly. I'm uh -huh. just going to say that because you have to, and I'm I'm not going to say quite, but you have to really watch and listen to get this one. All right, here we go. So, what date was the first live PTUK podcast? broadcast live on youtube to watch so that's what day did we broadcast what live date? what, what date? date yeah what date was the first PTUK broadcast because otherwise you could just live. say it was a saturday uh so that's not the upload date so that's not the date that it got published on youtube oh but the actual date and day the actual date it was that streamed we did, that we did our very live. first ever yes. live stream yeah and I, i'll give you all a clue me and Matt were in the garden at the old PTUK kitchen studio outside in the garden on a very sunny day. No, that wasn't the first. Mm, it was. No. It was. I can prove it. Well, you've got the thing wrong on YouTube if you've done that then. How do you mean? You'll, I'll show you in a bit. Okay, all right, yeah. Question number well, no, 10. Because the first one that we ever did was in, our con is, was in my conservatory. It was, it was The conservatory one was after. Can't have been. Yeah, honestly, 100%. Because it was streamed to my channel. Honestly. Okay, all right. So, oh, just just to clarify that then, because I'll I'll show why I'm saying this to Carlos in a moment. So it would be the very first YouTube show that was broadcast on our on the PTUK channel. That's it. Yeah, because there was one. The the only because we did do a test stream for a whole show on my personal channel. That's why I'm querying it. And that would have this been before that. This is on our on PTUK, our physical, yeah, PTUK YouTube, page. YouTube page. So I should just clarify that. Yeah. Question number 10. This will be an easy one for Adam Spink if he's watching the show or listening to the show. <laughs> okay. uh, and if you get stuck, you can always ask Adam. Stick him a message on, uh, right. on okay. social media. Uh, which runway at London Heathrow Airport is the longest? Is it oh, come on. They'll know that without having to bother it, Adam, for goodness there's, sake. There's two runways there. Is there? Is it 09 left, 27 right, or 09 right, 27 left? So the longest runway at Heathrow Airport... There are two runways, 09 left, 27 right, or 09 right, 27 left. Ah, very so good. there we go. Yeah. Easy questions this year. Oh, yeah, really easy. Yeah. With some great prizes. So if you're stuck uh, at all and you didn't uh, get all those questions, then just go on to Facebook and have a look. And uh, the uh, questions are all on our Facebook page. Indeed. Indeed. So there we go. Yes. That's yes. where we are going to start to bring the show. Matt's frantically trying to sign in on that. Uh, yeah, on no, I, I'm trying. I'm, I, I, just so that I can show you after the show what, why why I was being un, unusually difficult for me, shall we say. <laughs> unusually difficult. <laughs> hey! So hopefully next week, Armando and all, all Nev our, all our, all, all our, um, well, should ne be Next back. week is actually the Christmas show. Oh, next week's the Christmas show. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which won't be live. No, it won't. No, so we're, so we're, we're recording the Christmas show yeah, next week. Absolutely. Uh, but we've go got lots of special period. guests joining us. We so, have. Uh, yeah. uh, one of whom is, is Captain L. So <laughs> yeah, Captain L will be with us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Show. So, so we're going to uh, we're going to pre-record the Christmas show to go yeah. out live over the Christ, uh, Christmas period. Yeah. So technically, then this is the this the is our last, yeah. the last show before we yeah, before we absolutely. kind of uh, finish yeah. for Christmas. So it's uh, it's safe to say it's been a busy year. Don't forget as well for those of you who haven't already. Uh, um, sent us an email yet and want to come to the yes. 300th show in January yeah. next get them in, year get them in. on yeah. the 11th 
please, 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 please do email us at the show, yeah. podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Send us an email. Tell us that uh, you want to come and join us for the 300th. As we said, it's at the Renaissance Hotel at London Heathrow. Yeah. And uh, the venue we've got is right, uh, very close, overlooking uh, the runway. So we'll get some great shots of aircraft. And there's also a great vantage point as well from the hotel to uh, to view aircraft. Uh, yep. We're going to do a live show. We've got loads of people attending. We've got some very special guests indeed joining us uh, on the day. Uh, one of which is um, Paul Papadimitro from the Layers oh, yeah, podcast. I'm so looking forward to that. We haven't actually met him yet, have we? And I'm really looking forward no, to that. No, uh, we're, uh, we're yeah. going to be uh, speaking to Paul. Paul should be there. Yeah, he's uh, he has spoken to me this week and said that uh, he's very much looking forward to meeting everyone there at the 300th show. For those of you who yeah. do listen to the Layovers podcast, Paul is awesome to uh, to speak and to. And APG fans, I'm sure, will be delighted to know that Captain Nick is also yes. joining us. So he'll Captain be there Nick to chat to us as well. Um, along with Adam and loads of other people, it's going to be really good. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. we got and we do have a special treat for everyone as well uh, who are joining us there because uh, Adam's going to have a chat with us, isn't he, about uh, various oh, yeah. aspects of yeah, of Heathrow and yeah. what goes on yeah. at uh, Heathrow Control Tower. So we're looking forward to that as well. So it'll give everyone a chance to uh, to meet Adam and of course meet Armando as well. Ah, uh, yeah. If you haven't, yeah. If, you, if you've been spe- if you haven't done that yet, then that's that's just yeah. That's. Um, so I hope everyone has uh, a really good Christmas break and enjoy yourself over the festive period. Um, I, I we're actually left our Christmas tree gathering to this weekend. We're not getting our Christmas oh, tree until uh, till Sunday. Yeah, I was kind of a bit. I, I was a little bit bar humbuggy to be fair, but uh, I was. Uh, oh, Matt's just showing me something. I need to look at this. Go yes. On, girls. Uh, sorry. That's not on the that's not on the P2K pa- uh, channel. No, though. no, it's not. No, no. no. So just quickly, <laughs> we'll just to, just to quickly go over that. That's Sorry. not on our P2K no, no, page. Indeed. So, although to be fair, if anybody does pick that up, as long as you know about it, you can yeah. include that as a correct answer, can't you? So, so. question number nine: What uh, date was the first live video P2K broadcast on YouTube to watch? Do you know it was watched 181 times? Really? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. yeah. hey, <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah. So the questions, as we said, will be on our Facebook page. They are on there. Some great prizes to win. Obviously, yeah. I would love to keep the book and the plate for myself. Oh, the plate, especially the plate. But we can't. Plate obviously, awesome. don't forget you can't eat your dinner off this. This is not one of those no. eat your dinner off plates. <laughs> yeah. And really. certainly don't put it through the dishwasher. No, and definitely no. don't put it through the dishwasher. No. <laughs> No, so uh, that's it then, guys and girls. Yeah, we absolutely. are going to end the show now for this week. Thanks to everyone who has joined us in the live YouTube chat room this evening. It's been great to see everyone yep. there. We hope you have a really, really, really awesome Christmas, Christmas break. Christmas and break. New Year, yeah, absolutely. And don't forget to look out for the Christmas show that will be going out over the festive period, which we'll yep. be recording this, this coming week. week. Yeah, absolutely. Very, looking, very much looking forward to that. So, yeah, this is our last show, live show of... Um, uh, yeah, our last show. Oh, God, I can't get anything to work. You this can't is, press the right buttons. I can't. Yeah, no, as I said, this is our last show, uh, believe it or not, before uh, before the new year. Before the new year. Yeah, yeah. and we've got First one long, live yeah. show uh, after the new year, and then it's our 300th. So, I yeah. know, the 300th. I know. 300. 300. Yeah, absolutely. 300. 300 show. shows. We've been, doing, we've been churning this squit out. For <laughs> 
for nearly 300 shows <laughs> how, who could believe it? oh wait, it's going to be awesome i cannot yeah. cannot wait to meet all you guys yeah, and girls who so are joining us for the yeah podcast at plaintalkinguk.com so make sure you get your yeah. uh, if you want to come make oh sure you and a quick note as well before we wrap up don't forget if those of you who, who do want to come to the 300th and you want to stay and book a room at yep. the renaissance hotel london heathrow yeah. they have still got their reduced rate uh, on rate some, yeah. on some I, of the rooms i know some of our listeners have treated themselves to rooms with runway views oh really yeah 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 i think oh. dave willis has treated himself and i think yeah. uh, yeah, a couple of th- i think even tony might have treated himself to one of those as well absolutely yeah the room rates are 59 pounds yes, a night yes. 59 they, quid. They, they are limited so yeah. if you are going yeah. to do it then you, you need to sort of do it asap I yeah, think, just book through, book through the webs. Yeah, book through the website. Yeah, but yeah, you need to book through the Renaissance website, not through us. Yeah, through uh, the Renaissance website. Yeah. Book yourself. Um, unfortunately, no discounts are available to us other than that discounted rate for as long as it lasts. Mm. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's it, guys. Then. Take care, everyone. Have fun. Have a safe. Yeah. And warm Christmas. I say two, two, uh, two offline shows, as I call them, to, to look forward to. But um, yeah, we will be back in the new year with live shows. I know. So. I know for a fact Matt's going to have a warm Christmas day. Am I? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay, and on that bombshell, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, we'll see you in the new year. Take, Take care, care, everyone. everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Woo!